welcome to Birch Tree Studios, the home of 1013 Publications. This is 40 Below Zero, an international show about chronic illness hosted by two guys with MS. I'm your co-host Nick, and with me as always is Terry. We're so glad all of our warriors and supporters are here with us, so let's get into it. So what I really wanted to talk about today was a subject that comes up a lot, both in the MS world, but more broadly in the overall chronic illness space, which is the idea, the ideas of acceptance and giving up. So whether they're linked, you know, all that kind of stuff, whether you are a failure, if you accept or give up. Yeah, that's a topic and a half. I was thinking about this topic, thinking about it. What, mm -hmm. you know, what is it when you, ex isn't it when you accept your illness, does that make you a failure? I don't believe so. I think, here's what I think. I think acceptance is the idea that you say to yourself, there's nothing more that I can do. So once you get a diagnosis of any type, it's already done. So now you have to deal with it. So you have to accept the fact that you have to deal with it. Okay. Yeah. And then on the other hand, giving up is saying to yourself, there's nothing more that I want to do. Yes. Yes. That sounds good. That sounds good. I mean, a lot of people think giving up is just not moving and staying home and being a hermit. I have no motivation to better yourself. So now the question that I have for you, Terry, is, is it okay to give up? Now we know it's okay to accept, right? Everybody, it's part of it. You have to get to the acceptance part, but is it okay to give up? Giving in or giving up? Giving up. I don't know what to say, man. I think giving in might be the same thing, but I don't think it's... I think the word give up is such a negative, you know, phrase to come up with. Mm -hmm. Did you give up or did you give in? Dude, I accept this illness. I'm cool. I give in. I'll use the damn wheelchair if it makes it easier. Where there's some people like, I'm not going to give up. I'm just going to keep going and walking and torture myself. Exactly. I think there are scenarios in which giving up is okay. In the sense that you say to yourself, I'm not going to struggle anymore. I don't want to struggle anymore. So I'm going to give up fighting this piece of it doesn't mean you give up the overall fight yeah i hear you i hear you um it can be both ways really mm -hmm. giving in for your comfort anyway go ahead yeah i think the biggest thing is as long as you're honest with yourself and you don't make excuses for it so like <sighs> acceptance has a positive connotation people i you like you said i accept this and everyone goes, okay, he accepted it and he's dealing with it. 
but when we say give up, it has a negative to it. Even though nothing gets, you know, you stopped, like you said. So as long as you're honest and you don't make excuses and you just say, this is why I did what I did and I'm okay with it. You have to be okay either way. What about when people come up to you and say, good on you for not giving up? How does that make you feel? I think that's the expectation. Unfortunately, I think society has the expectation that you're you're not to give up. I mean, that's why we call each other warriors, right? Yeah. Because you're supposed to fight. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where we can get into different levels of feeling like a failure because sometimes we're just so tired that we don't want to fight. So we do give up. And just like you have to pick and choose your battles to fight, you also, I, I believe you also have to pick your battles to give up and to, and to, like you said, to give in. I don't think we have a choice. You know, good on you for keep going. Mm -hmm. We really don't have a choice. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know what to say. You, it's either drop dead or you keep going. Yeah, I mean, there there'll definitely be consequences either way, both good and bad, depending on what decision you make. And it's a it's a very it's a very personal decision to make. Do you give up? for yourself do you accept for your family do you like it's just so complicated but we try to boil it down to oh he gave up so if john gives up what does that mean what does that mean does that mean he is at home depressed I don't know. What? So when I'm using my wheelchair, yeah, I I made the decision to give up walking for the rest of the day. Okay. Now, does that make me a failure? Because I gave up walking for that okay. day? All right. So give up is not necessarily a negative thing. It, it, well, I think we think of it as permanent. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like yes. you don't have to give up permanently. You're onto something, buddy. I think acceptance is a lot more final than giving up. I think once you've accepted something, I don't I don't usually go back on it. I like that. You know, it's like with cigarettes, right? You give up, but you keep going until you accept not smoking. Right. I'm, I'm not a smoker. It just makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like I, you know, you you accept the diagnosis but then what do you give up you give up your old life well we like we talk a lot about our old lives what we used to do and how we used to be so does giving up our old life make us a failure i don't think so i think it's a necessity and it's you know it's a choice you definitely have to make and i made it cuz i'm not doing anything that i used to do pre diagnosis and I also don't feel like a failure because of it, at least not now. So does giving up lead to grieving? 
giving I believe up so. your old life and then you start grieving your old life mm -hmm. because you've accepted that it's not going to get better? Well, I think it's, uh, I wouldn't say get better. I would say you accepted, I accepted that it's never going to be the way it was. Because all the stability that I had with the careers that I was doing, that was irreversible. I could never go back to those jobs because those employers knew that they couldn't have me because of uh, what I did. So yeah. I've, like, I've, like I've said a hundred times, I became a liability. So do I think I failed in my careers? Well, at first, I I did. Um, I fail. I felt like a failure for the plan that I had. But you often bring up the ego. Yeah, and and that's what I think doesn't allow you to get to a place where you can fully accept it until you get rid of that ego. Yes, yes, we're getting into a dark place now. But yes, exactly. My life could be a lot easier if I accept it 100%. Mm -hmm. So hmm. the two phrases are often used together. You know, it's said like, oh, I accepted it, so I gave up. Well, not really. I don't think so. I don't look at it that way. A lot of people tell me uh, PSWs will help you. And I always say, I don't need them. I don't need them. Well, they'll help you get into the shower. I don't need them. Yeah, I don't need them. But man, sometimes, you know, but how do you get someone here for 10 minutes to help you do something? Anyway, that's my issue. Okay. Now, would you take it? Would you look at it as you accepted the fact that you need help? For that's for those ten minutes, or would you look at it as I gave up on trying to do it myself? Oh. Wow, man! I, that's and that's that's the heart of the whole thing. Is it depends on how a person approaches every single situation. I might have to ask the next guest that same question. <laughs> I get what you're saying. I know what everybody else is going to say, you know, that's not a failure. You're not a failure. You, you, mm -hmm. you're taking care of yourself, self-love, you know, all that stuff, but your ego, man. Mm -hmm. Very powerful. The idea of what you think you should be. And it never occurs to any one person that they could be wrong about how they see themselves. We never think, oh, I'm I'm really not that way. Elaborate. Well, you're the only one inside your head. Okay. So you can never be wrong unless you question yourself. So if you never question yourself, you're either one, a psychopath, or two, <laughs> you have a really good sense of self-esteem, but you know, people who are way wrong never know they're way wrong because they don't believe they're wrong. 
So if you tell yourself, if you're the kind of person that tells yourself you're a failure all the time, you might be wrong. You probably are wrong. <laughs> you just can't admit it. Makes sense, man. Yeah. You have to approach it as, you know, first of all, you got to explain what a PSW is. I think that's a homemade personal support worker. Okay. All right. Okay. I get it. I think every province has a different name for it too. So. Gotcha. And if I ever go to a province, I'll let you know. Okay. <laughs> um, but then you have to ask yourself, isn't it their job to help you, even if it's for 10 minutes? So it's not like they're volunteering. They're they're getting paid. That's what they they what they do. So if it's 10 minutes for you or it's an hour for you, then that's that's what they do. So I think it's more of a are you to the point where you're okay with someone who is not an immediate family caregiver rendering care to you on any level like that? That's but that's a question you got to ask. I, I'm more I'm more comfortable with a stranger. You know, you're okay. paying a stranger. You don't have to burden one of your family members. So I think, you know, my issue is having, I don't like having, a. I do have a routine, but my routine is my routine. And at any point I can do this, I can do that. I can, hey, I'm going to take a shower at 3 p.m., not 8 p.m. And the fact that having someone, I'm basically going on their routine. Yeah, I can schedule them for 4 p.m., but you know they never come on time. Maybe they right. do. I'm closing off a certain time for them. I hate that. I hate that. What if something comes up and I can't take a shower at four and the lady is here to assist me in the shower? Right. You no. Know? And it's just so minusque. Is that a right word to use? Minusque? Minuscule. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so minuscule. I don't need them. But right. that one step would be amazing. What about in the summer to take me into the pool and some, but I would need some husky big guy to, or big girl to pick me out of the pool safely. It's true. Well, think about this. If they do assist you in the pool, at least they get a day at the pool and that's considered work for them. So like, you know, I could think of way worse jobs than helping you in and out of the pool. <laughs> yeah, me too. So, yeah, I've just been thinking about those two things a lot recently because of, honestly, because of the heat and because of the humidity and the fatigue and the cog fog and just just the symptoms hitting harder. Um, I saw my neurologist about a week ago. Uh, and the crazy thing was when you have, when you go routinely to the doctor, and then all of a sudden you're ordered a test out of that routine. My anxiety is like, way, why? Like I'm not due to get an MRI until January, but I was just at the neurologist a couple of days ago, maybe a week ago. And he's like, okay, I want to order you an MRI. And I'm thinking, wait, that's, that's way too, that's, that's too early, too many months too early. Now I'm like, what does he know that I don't know? Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. I you get know? it. Yeah. Don't like, analyze that shit. I know. I'm trying not to. 
Yeah. And then, then I had a moment of acceptance where I was like, okay, if there is something new, it's not like this was going to stay stable forever. And then of course, the longer I'm sitting alone, I'm like, all right, well, I'm done. <laughs> you know, it just spirals to oblivion. Did you get your appointment yet or? I did. Uh, I'm a very good patient. I do all the things that doctors require. I get all my testing done. Cool. Because I feel two things are important overall in my life. Talking is better than not talking and knowing is better than not knowing, at least for me. Yeah, me too. That's that's a good concept. Listen, is it, did you really get, did you really have a neurologist appointment last week? Week or two, yeah. It was, it was, it was not too far long ago. You do know I had mine last week too. I know. It's <laughs> so funny. I didn't even realize that. We had ours really close together. We're twins. It's almost like we have the same thing, Ter. Nice. <laughs> You're my best friend. I'm just, anyway, uh, I went to my neurologist and you know what he said to me? My, first of all, I've had MS for 14, 15 years. And he said, yeah, your brain looks like it should look like after 15 years of having MS. Hey, there you go. So I don't know what that means, but he says, hey, on the good notes, your vertebrates is intact. Well, that's good. I Yeah, I guess. He's like, your vertebrate is intact. And I'm like, okay, great. He's like, that's good news. That is. So I guess a lot of people have cut vertebrates, you know? Mine is well, clean. Yeah. A lot of oh. people have a lot of injuries with their spine, especially, uh, especially how things change over time when it comes to um, your body mechanics, especially if you go from somebody who's walking all the time to somebody who's not. You would know better than I, mm. you know, like, so they hear that your spine is good. That's good. Yeah, I, I guess so. Cool. One less He's, thing to worry about. <laughs> but he did say uh, there is definite, definite shrinking in your brain. And I was like, and of course, I look to, to Katrina. And I'm like, don't laugh. That's not funny. <laughs> you know, you know, like, <laughs> but yeah, it's obviously because the more lesions you get, the more yep. shrinkage. Yeah, that's a, uh, you know, that's another overall truth that isn't really brought up a lot is we kind of fail to mention the fact that all of this stuff that we endure is because there's lesions and because the brain is shrinking faster than it should. I was told that when you get older, it shrinks anyway. Not because of whatever, but the fact that you get lesions a lot quicker. Speeds it up. Yep. Yep. And that's what it is. Yes. There's a lot of, and that's another really good point. There's a lot of things that occur to a lot of people with MS or other autoimmune diseases that happens to, that would happen normally. But since you have a diagnosis, everything becomes about the MS. Right, like you can't sneeze without it being, yeah, something yeah. to worry about. It's like those two veins that everyone was talking about, and you'd have to get your Dobler test, mm -hmm. the two veins right in the front of your neck, mm -hmm. and then you, everyone's like, oh, that's that's the reason of RMS, it's blockage. Then they'd go get stints to uh, open the veins up, 
And I'm sure it helps a lot of people with different symptoms, but it's not specific to MS. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's the symptoms can be so vague. They just apply to a lot of things. If it wasn't for the actual imaging and the blood work, we'd be like WebMD running around here, giving ourselves all sorts of things we don't have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, well, that's good that he said it looks like he expected it to. Yeah, it wasn't a bad thing. He's. It didn't. I know it sounds negative now, but he said, 14 years. It. It looks. You know, it's not worse than what he thought sure. it would be. <laughs> and uh, he did this weird test, like uh, spasticity tests. I don't know what they're called, where he does the rubber band effect with your hand. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he just grabs my hand and he just makes it jump up. I don't know. Um, not jump up. He just extends it. But really fast to see if I have some, what is it called? Pullback? Yeah. He's trying, he's measuring, he's measuring your reactions. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's funny when you start doing like the chicken, put your <laughs> elbows out, you know, push me, yes. pull me, like all the whole neurology workup. Uh-huh. It's, but it all is very specific. It all measures very specific things. And he writes down numbers. He writes, uh, you know, one to five. So the next time he knows how to compare. I, uh, I was on the bed there that he was, you know, checking out my, my nerves, whatever, like to see if it's specificity, like he's doing the whole extended thing. And at one point I said, Oh, and I sit right up and he's like, Oh, did I do something? I'm like, Nope. Got to go to the washroom. And he was so cool, man, because he knows MS. He's like, Oh yeah, yeah. Go, 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 go. And I didn't even put my socks on. I'm like, I can't, you know? And I just rushed to the washroom and then, you know, as soon as I'm done, ah, so relaxed. And I come out like, let's go. I go yeah, another. Ready. Yeah. My anxiety is just gone. It's it's a very, uh, it's, it's, it's a very anxious thing, Terry. I mean, I'm glad he um, gave you a clean-ish bill of health. You know, as clean as it could be. Yeah. He's setting me up for another MRI. And because the first one, I was supposed to get contrast. And they didn't give it to me. So I told my neurologist, hey, I asked for it. They didn't give it to me. He's like, it's fine. We'll just set you up with another MRI. I said, no problem. And I said, and this time, I'm going to get the contrast. And he goes, well, it's not needed. The first one, second one, we'll know by that. You do (laughs) the contrast only if it's one MRI so we can see the activity. Do you tolerate the contrast well? Bro, I think I've had it done once in the really? last 15 years and I'm a pansy. I'm like, nope, don't want it. I heard about the allergic reactions shit. So my doctor just says, okay, well then we have to get you another one and another one. I'm like, that's mm-hmm. fine. They don't cause cancer. Mm-hmm. I'll take one a month, man. I'm okay with it. I, I, I usually get the contrast. And as long as they don't like force the contrast in i'm good if they they slow down otherwise i get super nauseous in there in yeah I, I like i have to sit up like uh it's not it's not great i don't mind the uh i don't mind the mris at all they don't bother me, me too. i usually fall i usually fall asleep it, you know what bothers me it's when they say uh 
do you have spasms in your leg? Do you want us to rope them down, uh, tie them uh, down? Gotcha. And I'm like, no, I don't need that. But because she said it, when I'm in the MRI, I'm like, oh my God, my feet are about to spaz. I feel like they're about to jump up. I gotta, I overthink that shit. And not only that, but this nose here, big nose. The mask that comes up here, <laughs> dude, it's like a centimeter, a millimeter away from my nose. I can, not, not a good experience with that mask. It's hilarious. I just got to keep my eyes closed, honestly. I don't open my eyes once in that machine, but I'm fine. I'm the same way. Cool. I'm the same way. Uh, now you get the whole, how long are you in there? Uh, the shortest one was 30 minutes. I'd be in an hour and a half. That's the longest okay. one. I know someone's been three hours. Yeah, that was that was me early on. They would they would do uh, head to tip to tail, and they would three three and a half hours in there. Had that one a couple of times. An hour and a half seemed like six hours. So, That's yeah, crazy. Do you have music? Yeah, it's usually jazz or classical. So, is it earbuds, or do they play the music? headphones? Okay. Yeah, they have a uh, they have a. Uh, Usually Spotify. Maybe I'll have them list. I'll put the show on next time I'm in there. Yes. And not tell them it's you because they, they don't listen to it. No, I don't. Well, I don't know. <laughs> hmm. I'll I'll put our show on next time I'm in the getting an MRI. Right. I'll Let's let you know. Happens. Yeah. That's I, I've. That's crazy. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> I don't think they listen, man. Unless they. Maybe the first five seconds to see what you're listening to. I'll tell them to turn up the volume. I'll say, you should hear this. This is a really good show. <laughs> I know <Yeah>. this guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be insane. That's funny. I think different hospitals do different things. Mm -hmm. Music, no music. Oh, I've been in some, man, I was in one and it was like I was in a washing machine. I swear I could feel the thing shaking. Wow. It was so, oh, it was like not a well-maintained facility, but that's where they sent me. And I really felt like it was shaking. And I was like, that's not, that can't be good if this machine is shaking. I'm sure it wasn't. It just felt that way. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. You know, Tanya, we interviewed her, mm -hmm. probably fourth episode. Sorry, eighth episode, actually. Um, she uh, orders specific MRIs. Kind of weird. And I've mm -hmm. heard her say this. So when she gets an MRI, she requests the 1.5. Huh. I don't know exactly what she said, but I'm like, really? She goes, yeah, because that one's a little more rounder. And I'm like, what? Oh, the machines. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Do you really have a choice of what machine you want? Uh, I don't. Uh, now, when it's all of the other type of machines, the CT machines, not the MRIs, um, all of those are open. So you just go through a ring, which I feel like I'm going to fall over. <laughs> I'd rather be in the tunnel. So all my machines that I've ever been in, same thing. You go sit on that bed mm -hmm. and lie down and then the bed goes in, right? Mm -hmm. They yeah. slide it in or whatever. First time I was in a waiting room and they brought out a bed to me and they're like, all right, go and sit, you know, lie down. I lie down and they wheeled me all the way to the MRI room. Is that new to you? Because I've never been through that. And then after I was finished, they pulled me out and wheeled me all the way out. Like, you know, when you do surgery, they wheel you to the yeah. recovery room. They wheeled me all the way back to where I got up and changed. 
And I've huh. never been through that before. Usually it's right at the MRI. I get pushed in. I have been, uh, I've, I've experienced both. Uh, oh. But usually when I'm getting uh, driven there, I don't know, when I'm driven in the bed, it's because I was inpatient for a flare up. <clears throat> and well, uh, well, that would make sense, right? Yeah. I was not. <laughs> usually I'm, uh, I usually just uh, walk in with my cane. Yeah. From the waiting room. But I go to a facility that that's all they do in the imaging center. So they don't even tell you the results. And they always give me that look, like the text. They always look at me like, they're like, okay, um, so your doctor will be in touch in a couple of days with the results of the MRI. I was like, okay. But um, they don't know like, nothing. They don't I know. They it. don't know. Yeah. They don't know who I am or anything, but yeah. they, they always give me that look like, holy moly. I can't, I don't want to react because this guy's got some spots on his brain. Oh, you think they see on the spot? Oh, like, they do. Oh, they could. Listen, hold on. M MRI technicians who have been working these machines for any length of time, they might not know exactly what I have, yeah, but they can see what I have and they know it's not good. I thought it was like getting an x-ray anywhere and then you wait for it to develop. You don't know what I mean? No, no this is instant. No, this, I never thought of you that. Can, you can watch it happen live. The technicians look at it in real time to make sure that it's not a fuzzy image that you're centered on the machine. Like they have things they got to look for. That's why All they right. come on and say, uh, uh, Terry, we're going to have to do that one again. So just hang on there. Try to hold still. Here we go. Yeah, okay. Yes. Yes. You know, yes. You're right. That's how they know. Yeah. So, but yeah, they always give, they always give me that look and, and don't swallow. Yeah. Try not to cough. <laughs> if you have, if you have to sneeze, let me know. <laughs> That's funny. There was one time when I said, hi, can, can you guys hear me? And they're like, yes, Terry, is everything okay? I'm like, oh, yeah, just making sure. Just wondering. Yep. Just wondering if they could hear you. It's funny. But you're right. I, I also close my eyes in there. I refuse yeah. to open them because I'm, I'm, I'm not claustrophobic in there. But if I keep my eyes open long enough, I yeah. probably would be. Me too. I'm not claustrophobic, but I'm not testing it. Right. Yeah. Even though they have that mirror that looks out somehow, like it's the prison. I don't know that... what mirror looks anywhere, bro. I don't know what. <laughs> oh, I never opened my eyes once. Oh wow. And I go with the beat. Chicka, chicka, chicka. Yeah. <laughs> That's what puts me to sleep. I nod off too, and I'm like, did I did I move when I slept? They would have said something. I think. Yeah, that's what I say. How do I do? And they go, oh, no, totally fine. We get, I see you hear me snoring. They're like, yep, you're fine. I'm like, okay, as long as you knew I was asleep. Well, I ask them not to tell me when they're doing another test. You know, they, they would come on and be like, they go, uh, okay, Nick, uh, this next test is going to be about three minutes. You're doing great. <laughs> yeah. Why do they do that? You're right. They do that. Well, some people, well, I mean, when you're in there, it's easy to lose track of time. Yeah. You have no idea where you're at. You have no idea what time it is. And then some people freak out. I was just talking to Teresa, uh, one of the ladies in the group. And she mm -hmm. was talking about when uh, when they do that to her, she starts counting down like one, one thousand, two, one thousand, all the See? way to. That's bad. I can't do that. I can't do that. So that's why I tell them, I said, don't don't talk to me until you're coming in to give me the contrast. It's like the dentist, man, when they bring out the needle. 
dude, the needle, the reason why everyone hates that needle is because it looks like this long. It's like good six inches to, uh, yeah, it looks a lot bigger than it's just going in your gums. It's because he, yeah, it's just crazy. Ah, don't it's, talk about the dentist, man. Ah. All right. All right. All right. I have to go I, see the dentist tomorrow again. Whew, I got too cool. much dental work coming up. So you have a lot. Okay. We won't talk about it, man. We'll talk about another time when I want to torture you. We can talk about it. We, I just, I just don't want to visualize. I just, it's the fear of future pain okay. is really what it is. It's not ever as bad as I think it is going to be. Yeah. But I have to keep psyching myself up. Like a lot of people, like just get through the needles, just get through the needles. Cause after the needles, you can't feel anything. Just keep, you know what I mean? So when's the last time you had the needle? Dental work? Yeah. Like the needle. Last month. Last okay. month. I had four cavities done. Does the guy try to numb it before putting the needle in? They give you that thing. Yeah. It's like yeah, a yeah, cotton yeah. swab, but yeah. I don't know. I don't think it works. Whatever, man. Well, if it does work, that needle would hurt like hell without that numbing cream. <laughs> like it hurts it, so bad. I'm like, this thing will probably kill me. Probably a placebo effect. This yeah, is going mean. to numb you. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's a good idea. That's yeah, I never thought yeah. of that. Now, nah, great. Now, Terry, thanks. You just ruined the. No, now man, it's not going to work. It works, bro. <laughs> Appreciate that. I love our chats here, buddy. <laughs> yeah, man. Don't worry, man. Drink some uh, water. You'll be fine. Ah, you. It's probably what gave me the cavities. <laughs> what, the water or me? No, the water. Oh, okay. So I have a, sorry, bring it up again, but I have a dentist appointment tomorrow to check a nerve to see if the nerve is actually dead or not dead. I don't know what they're going to do, but okay. They're going to poke it with a, with a very pointy stick and they're going to say, did you feel that? Oh, Wednesday I have a neuro physiotherapist. Oh, wow. That's very specific. A, a neuro, yeah. Yeah. I was like, you know, I made an appointment and I'm going to go see him tomorrow at 7 PM and, uh, yeah, they specialize in nerves, obviously. Seriously, that's so great. We'll, we'll see what they do different. Yeah, and I'll tell you about it. Yeah. Are you still, you're still with that gym, right? Still working out every now and again? Yeah, oh yeah, I do it three days a week for sure. It's on Zoom, man. I do it virtually. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I can't run away from it. That's convenient. And he's become a buddy, man. As you see, his hat's right here, Genax Fitness. There He's become go. a real buddy and yeah. I'm so fortunate, man. I met this guy because I vibe with this guy. Like he's my brother. It's fucking amazing. That's important. In the beginning, I started working out and that face, you know, the eh, hard face. Mm. And I'd be like, oh, someone's staring at me. You know, you just <laughs> put the pleasant face. But now with him, I just don't give a shit. I'm like, you're killing me, man. This hurts. And I just That's push awesome. through it. Yeah, but it's only half an hour, okay? It's not like I work out crazy, but I mean, the half an hour is great. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, still just enough. So our last guest sent me uh, a link to adaptive rock climbing in my area. Beautiful. So, and there's an entire group of people. There's an entire, I don't want to say league, but organization where they do all sorts of a wheelchair and adaptive sports 
So guess what I'm going to start looking into? Because it's pretty close. I think it's basketball. I think whatever they do, they just, there's, you know, there's lots of sports. There's lots of options. So I'm going to look into that pretty soon because that's really cool. So I'm going to start with the uh, adaptive rock climbing because it's been a very long time since I did that. Well, and I wasn't great at it, but I, it's a lot easier for me to do upper body type activities now obviously clearly yeah yeah um i kind of want to get to that point where i'm the guy in the gym who can climb the rock wall while he's still in his wheelchair i want to be that guy you know what i'm saying i want to be that guy yeah he's doing pull-ups strapped to his chair that's pretty intense that's pretty cool well you know every able-bodied person in there is going god damn it (laughs) i can't even do 10 pull-ups this dude's doing 10 sets of 10 strapped to a chair yeah yeah, that's not me. Not me either, for the record. I want to be that guy. Me too. So I think that's intense. For sure. Well, thank you, Miranda. Yeah, for, thanks. Uh, thanks for all that. Yeah. I'm doing uh, the rock climbing with her on September 16th. Uh, who's, who's videotaping? Yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Set up the camera. I'm going to ask her if, uh, because my legs, I have that pushing power. Uh huh. I can, you know, when I just jump and stand up. So I'm going to see if when I climb the wall, can you take my foot and place it on a peg? Is it called pegs? I guess. I don't do you asking me like I know, you know, and then I could maybe push. So I'm going to try to do that next time. That's cool. Yeah. We'll see what happens. What would be crazy is if there was adapted shoes where the, like, there was like a pegboard and you could just peg yourself, you know, you just walk up. Yeah. You know, that would be cool. Dude, you just thought of something. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. Million dollar idea. Patent pending. No, if anybody invents it, uh, cut me in for 10%. Miranda probably already patented. Probably. (laughs) Yeah, man. So our next guest on Sunday. Mm Mm-hmm. John Wood. Mr. John Wood. Mr. John Wood. Author. Uh, And it's going to be really cool to chat with him because I have no idea what a a person with spina bifida goes through in their daily. I have no clue. So I'm very curious and intrigued, as you and I both are with all our guests. That's why we have them on, because we want to hear what they're up to or how they and how they live their life i think his instagram account is author on wheels uh yes i believe that's it author on wheels yep cool can't wait to talk to him yeah it's going to be exciting cool what else you got going on anything i got nothing no i got nothing yeah i'm just my dentist my neurologist and uh Oh, absolutely nothing. No, nothing at all, huh? Nothing at all. I'm most happiest when I have nothing on my agenda, man. That is a statement of a lifetime, sir. I think a lot of people feel exactly the same way. They feel very peaceful when there is not a whole host of 
adult things to accomplish. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Except for this. This is effortless. This is my therapy time. <laughs> True. True. Yeah. Especially when we start talking about stuff like we did at the beginning here. Yeah. Yeah. You may, yeah. It actually makes me feel better because you've made me realize like giving up isn't a bad thing. Not always. You give it up to make this easier or anyway, mm -hmm. next topic. We already <laughs> dwelling into this. Well, I know it's been a little last minute. Things have been pretty chaotic because um, I had a lot of stuff going on personally, like moving my daughter up to back up to college. Uh, man, she was ready too. Whew. But that's great. She's excited about school again. You know? Or yeah. at least excited about it starting again. So uh, when do you see her next? Parents weekend is the end of October, but her birthday is the beginning of October. So we might go up twice that month. I don't know. We'll have to work it out. It's not like she's not crazy far away, but it's not right around the corner either. Um, So if we want to do, do something for her birthday, we'll probably spend the night in town. Something like that. I don't know. She's so about a, Libra. a month or so. She's a Libra. She is. Yep. She is. Libras are the absolute best. Are they now? Yeah. Statistically speaking, Matt, it's not from me. Well, I am a science. <laughs> uh, I believe in science. And according to science, Geminis are the best. That's the pinnacle. You can't get any better. That's just science. <laughs> I think you're muted. I can't hear you. Uh <laughs> well, I'm glad that's done with. Uh a friend of mine wants me to go to his office because they got to make it completely accessible. Really? So he's asking me, can you come? But he's making it accessible, not just for wheelchair users, for the blind, the deaf. It's government issued. Uh, okay. So he wants me to come in so I can give him my thoughts. And I'm a little concerned because am I going to go to a place that's completely not accessible? And I'm going to be like, oh, you got to do this. You got to do this. And by the way, I can't even use your washroom right now. That's what I mean. Like, so, yeah, I think, I think, have you known this person for a while? Uh, sort of. He's my neighbor. Okay. Well, listen, it's just because he is comfortable with you and values your opinion. So I think it's a good thing. I wish more spaces would reach out, extend the offer and say, Hey, please let me know how we can improve our you know our office or our space or whatever because there's a lot that's not you're right you're right and it's cool that he's asking someone in a wheelchair right my dentist office my story once was hey we did renovations did you check out the washroom and then i'd be like oh, i don't need to right now i will later and then my dentist uh after procedure is like do you got to go check out the washroom i'm like all right man let's go check out your handicap washroom how special it is now. I go in there, they have the button, they have the grab bar, everything's perfect. You know what I did notice and you would not notice unless you're in a chair. Hmm. When I wash my hands in the accessible sink, paper towel, want to throw out the paper towel? It's in a garbage where I have to push because it's a foot. Ah, uh, it's got a foot. Yeah, so I can't throw the garbage unless I just toss it on the floor. Wow. So, and I don't want to be that guy. So he's like, how is it? I'm like, dude, 
I love it. Everything is perfect. There's one thing, but everything is perfect. It's not even a big deal. And then I told him, and of course he slaps his head. He's like, oh my God, I didn't even realize that. I'm like, nobody would unless you're in a chair. And I wouldn't even notice it unless I go through it. So that's funny. I think uh, I think you, I think you need to put together an organization of people who uh, who use chairs and and mobility aids and go to these places and like oh we're here for an inspection consultation they're like yeah, yeah. Be like who are you guys oh we just go around looking at bathrooms <laughs> seeing where we can go <laughs> we're building a new app there is well, an they, app out there isn't there yeah there's, there is there is an app it's not even. I I had it for a while. It's not very accurate because honestly, because more people need to contribute to it. Like it's the kind of app where it's like you have to upload, you know, your experience. Um, have you heard of I'll, Waze? Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, that is, it's crowdfunding, isn't it? Like crowd, whatever you call it, not crowdfunding. Yeah. Crowd, but crowdsourcing, yeah. Crowdsourcing. It's the same thing, but there's not enough wheelchair users in certain areas. Right. Maybe New York will have a cool app. Maybe somewhere that's heavily ingested with wheelchair users like California. I'll tell you what, I will re-download the app I have and I will tell you my experience with it and I will become a contributor and I'll let you know how easy it is to contribute so that you can go on and, and have a grand old time punching in all the details. Cause I know you're a big bathroom aficionado. Like, you know, a lot about bathrooms. Yo man, I don't have bathroom issues. I got no issues. <laughs> Just joking. I peed myself three times since sitting here. I'm joking, man. I I believe that. <laughs> I got no shame, man. A little bit of an ego, but no shame. So how's Philadelphia these days? Uh, pretty. Haven't been there. I don't know. I try to avoid it. No, I'm kidding. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh we have a uh we we have that new guest that we're gonna have in september he's from philly yes hi yes sir what's his name who are we talking about joey joe joey Devin. we just i just reached out to him okay he's super hyped too he just put it on his story he's like gonna be on a podcast oh joey my buddy from instagram there you go. Oh my God. You said, that. yes, my bad. Oh man, I had a brain fart. I'm like, you're bringing in a guy named Joey. <laughs> yes, dude. I saw that he was from Philadelphia yesterday. Yeah. I'm like, oh shit. I can't wait to tell him that he's probably his neighbor. So I like all his stuff. Now nah, we're not even close, uh, but we could meet up. Like we're close enough that we can meet up. Yeah. Um, but I like all his stuff. Cause he's always putting up Eagle stuff and Philly stuff. So yeah, yeah I think, I don't know. If it shows that he's a comedian. No, Dude, it I, doesn't. Is he? So let me tell you, I, I hope he doesn't hate me for this. <laughs> I've been following that guy for a good three years, three and a half years. I think he's been following me too for two and a half, three years, something like that. Mm -hmm. He had another account. And I, I used to, th this guy used to put up funny shit. And I'm like, yo, this guy's funny. And I gravitated towards him. Never really talked to him. Just, you know, and I think he disappeared. I might've kind of fell off Instagram for a bit. I came back on and I saw him again. I'm like, is this a new account? Started following it again. And he's more, um, 
more of a healer, I think. I forget I saw, exactly. I see that. He has a lot of like right up right up our alley. Like we had just talked uh about all this kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I see what he puts up, and it's very like your chakras and your auras and your all yeah. that kind of new age faith healing stuff. Um, I just joined I just joined a group near me, and that's what that's all they do. That's all they talk about. And I will have more to talk about very soon on that. Okay. And my experiences because, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people who are closed minded when it comes to belief systems. And they're like, you know, this is the only belief system or uh, yours is not right because that is just ridiculous thinking. You know, they, they, people like to judge other people's, visions of the universe and the world and how we came to be and where we're heading and all that stuff. And, you know, the one thing everybody really forgets is that we all just don't know. So like it just cause you read one book over the other or one manuscript over the other, it doesn't necessarily mean that anybody's got it right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there, there's universal truths. Like you should just be a nice person, you know, like that kind of stuff. But I hate when people just shut down. I hate it. Yeah, I know what you're saying, man. I don't even talk about people's beliefs because you believe whatever you want. It doesn't right. affect me, right? As long as you don't push it on me. Oh, that's even worse. So it'll be interesting to see what these folks have to say because I'm very open to hearing and, you know. Yeah. I'm curious. Just yeah. curious. Who knows who I'll meet while I'm there? That's why I go. When I went to the Middle East, there was a guy, I told you, I'm pretty sure everyone knows already, I'm Christian. Mm-hmm. But there was a guy there, of course, Middle East and Jordan being predominantly Muslim. Mm-hmm. A friend of my cousin's wanted to pray for me in his mm-hmm. Islamic way. And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? I'm not like, nah, man, I don't, whatever the hell, you know, I don't care. Yeah, of course. And it was more of a meditation. So I would it was peaceful anyway, yeah. And why would you deny somebody the opportunity to pass on a good feeling to you? Oh, I'm sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of people that would be offended. I'm sure too. But again, nobody has the right answer Mm -hmm. uh, until we all have the proof. So keep an open mind, everybody. Yeah. All right, buddy. Mm-hmm. It was good hanging out and catching up with you. Yeah, for sure, man. We will and, talk uh, soon. Yeah, we will. Talk soon. Cool, man. So check us out at 40belowzero.com. That's four letter T below zero.com. Or feel free to reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Our email address is info at 40belowzero.com. Our personal Instagram account are, for Nick's, it's Nick's underscore V713. Or for Terry, it's What's underscore MS. Awesome. Looking forward to hearing from you guys. We'll talk soon.